Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at how moving just a little bit more could make a huge difference in your caloric balance, which could make a big difference in your overall weight loss or gain. This week, we get the opportunity to look at a listener-submitted question. And the question was submitted over Facebook, and it's, what are some good, low-impact exercises? Now, because it was submitted as, as a typed question, and I didn't have a dialogue with the person, I want to make sure I understand exactly what they mean, because sometimes the, the phrases low-impact and low-intensity can be used interchangeably, and so I'm not positive which of those they're looking for. And since I'm not positive which they're looking for, I'm going to answer both. First, I want to see what's the difference. Low impact is just anything that does not put stress and strain on your joints. They can be done at any type of intensity. It can be the in, enough intensity to where you know, low intensity, moderate intensity, or super high intensity, which really gets your heart rate going low intensity instead of low impact low intensity is virtually any kind of exercise you just don't do it to the point that it becomes absolutely miserable where you're gasping for air where you're going to be super sore the next day so that's the difference between the two there is a big difference however both of them have their place we're going to start with the low intensity Everybody gets the idea from looking at the commercials and looking at everything. You know, you see the Gatorade commercial and the people are sweating orange Gatorade. You know, they're, they're out there, they're working really hard. They're picks, picking up maximum weights. They're really, you know, they're at almost professional intensity there. Or even the amateurs, they're out running and, and they just have that look of pain on their face. And they're going just about wide open. And some people like that. And some people get to the point that they like that. And some people, it's not going to happen. They don't want to suffer. That looks painful. They're just not going to do it. They're out. So what happens if you do some of the same exercises, but you dial it back? You don't work 110%. You don't even work 50%. You work some, which in most cases is enough. When you're figuring moderate, high, and low-intensity exercises, most people use the heart rate methods, and there's a certain percentage of your heart rate, and it's all really good. I'm going to tell you a real easy way to do it. If it's low-intensity exercise, you can sing happy birthday while you're doing it. If it is moderate-intensity exercise, you can carry on a conversation, but you can't sing happy birthday without gasping for air. If it's High-intensity exercise, you can't carry on a conversation. You're doing this in between all the words because you need more oxygen. That's the way to tell low, medium, and high-intensity exercise fairly well and very easily. So does exercise that's mild enough, low-intensity enough to where you could actually sing happy birthday to you while you're doing it, is that going to do you any good? Turns out, yes, it does. Low and moderate intensity activity lower your risk of dying um, for every minute that you do up to like 25 minutes a day. So it's very important to get out and do some activity, even if it's not the heart pumping, sweat pouring kind. 
It improves your insulin sensitivity. Um, one 15-minute light walk after a meal can reduce your blood, clo- blood glucose spike by 50%. It improves your balance. It can decrease your waist circumference like we talked about last week. And one thing is it's more enjoyable for a lot of people and you can work your way up. You get to the point that you enjoy doing light exercise and then you can work your way up to moderate exercise. And then some people get all the way up to vigorous exercise. But it's it's a progression. We don't we shouldn't start think we're going to start out downloading the Beachbody app and doing P90X straight off now. Absolutely nothing against the Beachbody app or P90X. It's just if you're someone who is much more of a sedentary person, that may not be your best thing to start with. What about low impact? Because some people say, hey, you know, I really would like to, to get the heart rate up. I'd like to break a sweat. I'd like to do some exercise that gets me huffing and puffing a little bit. But man, my knees just won't take it. Or my lower back's a little bad. Or I've got a bad ankle. Or you you can keep adding on. There's some reasons that your joints just won't take the pounding of whatever exercise it is you're wanting to do. Well, the absolute best low impact exercise that I know of is either swimming or water aerobics. Anything where you're in the water and it takes all the weight off of you so you can move without any impact on the joints. Now, obviously, there's a real problem with water aerobics and that and swimming. Um, Most of us don't have a pool. Matter of fact, a lot of us don't even have access to a pool. And if you do have access to a pool, it's usually very inconvenient to get to that pool. And especially at this time of year when some places the high is below zero, it just makes swimming a little bit more of a challenge. So what can we do? Walking is the next best thing. Except I know a lot of people that say, hey, you know, my knees just really, I I have trouble with walking. Something I discovered several years ago It started in Finland among cross-country skiers. They needed something to do in the summertime when they couldn't cross-country ski. So they started using their ski poles and eventually moved to walking poles while they walked. So you've still got the upper body activity going on. It allows you to burn quite a few more calories than just regular walking. It significantly reduces the lower body joint pain. It improves your balance and stability if you're someone who, I just don't want to go walking at the park because I'm, I'm afraid I might trip. You've got incredible balance and stability using the walking poles. And it significantly increases the number of calories burned without increasing your perceived exertion. So if you're interested in trying this, um, you can go online, Amazon, whatever, get a good pair of walking poles. Um, Check out some YouTube videos on basics of Nordic walking and incorporate that. It's very low impact, but it burns a lot more calories and is a lot less painful than just regular walking. Another good thing is resistance training. Now, that's just a fancy word for weightlifting. Now, we're not talking about Olympic powerlifting. You don't have to be one of these people that lifts small cars on the end of a stick. You can get a couple of small neoprene dumbbells and have a really good resistance training workout with those. If you need some more specific instruction, a good place to get a low impact class is check out a silver sneakers class. If you don't qualify for silver sneakers class for free, most of them will allow you to attend the class for a small fee. The instructors give fantastic instruction on low impact. It's usually directed towards seniors, but if you have something where you need a lower impact exercise, it's a really good way to get some instruction and some good camaraderie. 
if you decide you're looking for something for free and you're wanting to look online and get a YouTube class, please make sure that the person that you're getting your instruction from is qualified and a quality person because some of the uh, things I've seen on YouTube is a better way for you to get hurt than for you to get in shape. But that's a topic for another show. Some more really good low impact exercises, although these are ones you really do need to be a part of a class because it's almost impossible to get the full effect that you of these exercises without a qualified instructor. And that would be like Tai Chi yoga and Pilates. These are all extremely low impact, but extremely high yield exercises, but they do involve some very complex movements. And it's much better to have an instructor that can show you what to do. So you don't end up accidentally hurting yourselves while you're trying to do the exercise. Well, I hope this has answered your question. And if anybody else has any questions they would like me to see if I can answer for you, please submit them. I would love to hear from you. And I hope that this will help make your fitness journey just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.